There we go. God damn. Fuck. Coming back now. Yes. All right. It's stressful. <laughs> today is. What is today? It doesn't really matter what it is. Black History Month, bitches. If you would have hit my camera. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. I would have built a wall and put put you through it. You wouldn't have did shit. You already know it's the motherfucking villain, as always. It's good. It's Demi God. And welcome, welcome to the coolest guys, coolest gents around podcast. You can tell I've been drinking. I'm fucking up our own name. But, you know, it's, it's snowed in weather, so. It's here, really. Tell them what we got this week. <laughs> I mean, shit. We got a lot coming. But before we do all of that, man, how have you been, dog? It's been a little bit. It's, it's been stressful. Nah, it's been okay. You know, the fucking weather kept me in to do a bunch of stuff, actually, to catch up on stuff. So, it's not too bad. Um, like I said, just been catching up on my stuff, taking care of Hank. He is slowly getting better. Um... I said, but we've been doing a lot of stuff for the channel and everything. And you already know. We got a lot of surprises. Moves. We can't say nothing yet. No, so. no, it's all on hush hush. So, but other than that, uh, taking care of car too. And yes, invest in your car. <laughs> I'm gonna get into that later. But please, yeah. It's a long story. Yeah. Long, long story. I mean, uh, for me, uh, February is always a weird time because I hate holidays. And Valentine's Day is like the number one on the list. So I'm trying to figure out how like I can. I said like, last episode, it's a bullshit holiday. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, when, as soon as you said Valentine's Day too much, my stomach got upset. I had to burp. It was just terrible. Bullshit holiday. So I'm trying to figure out how I can uh, hate it while simultaneously participating in it enough to not get cussed out by my girlfriend. So wish me luck, guys. Anyway, says the guy that's gonna be watching movies. Can't even watch movies with Hank. I can. There's a TV down there. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's a TV down there. There is a TV down there. All right. Well, today, in the light of it being Black History Month, we have a very sensitive topic. So uh, some of y'all moms, dads, aunties, uncles, cousins, either sit them OGs. down to hear the shit or tell them to leave the room. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of it's gonna be a lot of old folk that's getting uh fucked up in this episode because we're talking about the mental health of a black man and that's that's a Rubik's cube in and of itself. So, so you know, ways back to everybody who's hopped in. Oh yeah, we are on, on the live. We also, are fuck, right I now. forgot to do regular intro stuff. Um, like, subscribe to the channel, all that. Remember, we're on Anchor, Spotify, soon to be SoundCloud once I get off my lazy ass and upload those things, because we know y'all like free stuff. Um, Broke ass. Hey, look, get how you live. Um, Pocket Podcast, uh, Radio Play, all that shit. Um, follow us on Stereo for a late nights, even though we haven't done much talk. No, <laughs> I mean... We were forgetting, all right? Shit, it's a lot. Ew. I have a bedtime. And, and to be honest, I never actually make the bedtime. I'm he usually, doesn't sleep. I'm usually door dashing at the time that I should be asleep. But what what happens is, oh, you want to tell him that my brain don't be working. 
I'd just be on autopilot. I don't even remember anything. I, me driving from 10 o'clock until I get home, I don't even remember driving. I'm just like, oh, shit. I'm That's why I home. never drive at night. Like, I do, but not past, like, that time. Even when I was driving trucks. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something to talk about for this month. Um, uh, Black History Month, I think we definitely should talk about mental health because we always want to talk about success during this month, but we never want to talk about some of the things that actually stop us from being from successful, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And a lot of y'all be in denial about this topic and all that, and it's cool. And ladies, don't worry, we'll get y'all next week. Um, or, actually, he, actually, I don't know, are y'all touching up on women this week? Uh, no, I don't think we'll, we'll do a women's health. But either way, community. him and his new co-host and our friend, Nay, have a podcast of their own called Wind Up Rich, yes, which y'all should go, we'll put that in the link in the description, y'all should definitely go sub to that. It gets more wild than here. We we the more chill. It's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool, cool on side. You know what I'm saying? They get messy. Yeah, wine. It's, it's the wine. Yeah, the once wine. that kicks it's in. But y'all should definitely, it's a more fun time. Um, we will be talking about a lot of business shit, but we gonna be talking about that shit that, you know, they tell you about, but they make it sound all fancy schmancy. I'm gonna give it to you raw. So, as Ooh, baby, I like it raw. I gotta stop drinking. Dirty. I'm kidding, but um. So, when it comes to like mental health, when it comes to black men and everything, how what is the aspect of you or because it, it's a broad aspect, right? As much as it's hidden and people, including myself, are like raised not to uh believe in it at first because I grew up with very old school parents, as I'm sure you did too. A lot of us did that don't think that mental health is a real thing and all that shit and. Like, it's fucking, you're a pussy if you, like, you know, don't think depression is real and everything like that. And that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. It is. And, I don't know, I have my own personal stories, but if you wanted to throw out there, like, how it can affect or what certain situations. Random ass question. Sure. Because I'm arguing with somebody. Do you have a corkscrew in this house? Like, to pop a wine bottle? Yeah. I think I would have to do See, that. because people always try to act like shit like that is only the, the type of utensils drunk people need. Um, sorry. But um, I think what I, like, I think what you said was cool. Um, how I would break it down is really, it, it comes into the trauma of the household upbringing and the structure of the household upbringing, mm-hmm. um, which can be very, very traumatic. And we then we also have, you know, different types of relationship abuse. May it be, um, you know, a lover or maybe you know an aunt or a coach or something you know amongst the black community because um, I know uh, one time there was this black coach that had you know a black boy as one of his players and that boy didn't have a dad so mm-hmm. when he did some some uh, when he did something not too smart on the field and got a penalty for it and it wasn't like it was like some unsportsmanship like conduct like I think he was pushing and shoving with another player um, he was like smacking him on his helmet and stuff like that yeah. and a lot of people were like oh you know he shouldn't do that and then some people were like well you know that that's that boy's only father figure so sometimes he needs that shit he's on the field acting like an asshole so you know this is, I, I'll touch on how I feel on that subject when we get to those parts of it um, and then we have that external internal abuse where um, you know as a black man other black men will mentally abuse you and you know try to manipulate you to kind of be who they need you to be 
in a situation like they always say oh this is what a man does this is what a man does but they really just throwing it in your face because they need you to do that yeah and if you don't do it then they act like children and I don't know but I mean as for your first point for the main part is growing up how, how you were upbringing and yeah. again it goes back to like I said um, like I said I grew up with you know both my parents father and mother you know my dad was very old school. My mom was very old school too, but she's more understanding now of everything, especially after I went to therapy for almost committing suicide. Yeah, it's going to get to that point, guys. Yeah, today. Today's, today's going to get a little deep. Today's going to be a deep. But um, but at first, they didn't believe it, and they didn't, like, my mom would act, like, damn near oblivious to it, even though she, as emotional as she is, you know, she would just think, like, what's wrong? Like, what's wrong type shit, you know? Like, she would think everything has to be fine because, you know, you got the simple things and... They try to tell you, like, oh, you should be happy. Most kids don't have a house over their head or a roof over their head. Fucking, like, you know, the nice stuff you do or nice stuff you have. And uh, they don't, some of them don't get to eat every day and this, that, and third. And, like, you know, our parents, yes, they did come from a harder time. You know, to the point where, you know, my mom's from straight out of Ireland, Kingston, Jamaica. And my dad's from fucking Harlem and was on the streets most of his life. And, you know, they're at the point, they had points like that where they were, like, you know, I don't know where my next meal coming type shit. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, but then they try to throw that at you. But I'm just like, and they'd be like, we work so hard for you to have this nice life. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't mean that I can't feel certain things. About or, certain things. And we going, and, and like, whew, man, man. So the household really is the main structure that, you know, is consistent in uh, black male trauma. In the early years, that is the it's the most untalked about part. You know, we talk about how black men treat other black men and how we need to be more soft and be able to say things like "I love you, bro" and things like that. And we talk about how you know black women treat black men so bad, and y'all niggas talk about it all fucking day to the point where I'm tired of hearing about it. Um, don't get me started. But we don't really talk enough about the black household structure. If anything, we kind of joke about it yeah. on Twitter and, and Facebook and things of that nature. Because a lot of you guys... Like, you, the, like the simple thing, my bad, to cut you off. Like the simple things are like the Thanksgiving clap back where your relatives kind of judge you for every little thing. Like if you don't... Oh, you still here. You don't have your own place yet. Or you still not married with kids yet. Yeah, yeah. Type shit. You know, or how long are you going to be in college and all this other stuff. And it'd be your crackhead uncle asking you about when you're going to go back to school. Like, nigga, when you going to stop going back to jail? Facts. Like, are you fucking single-ass auntie who went through, like, 50 men and still got one son? I'm like, so does he know his daddy yet? Yeah, you feel me? <laughs> hey, when the last time you seen pops? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like... So, you told him it wasn't important to meet his father because you don't know who that nigga is. You know what but saying? you think fucking, fucking Mr. Jones from the mechanic shop down the street just because he helped your mom clean, change your oil real quick for, there's for, a, couple, for there's a, a favor. Couple, there's a couple dudes in the town who take a fancy to him because they think that's their son, but they can't really tell. So it's a bad joint. It's a bad joint. But um, no, nah, we uh, we don't really talk about it a lot. We joke about it more than anything. And we really don't um, you know, take an ownership to uh, a lot of the stuff that happens in the black household. Number one from the like biggest, biggest, biggest one. They're, these are all pretty big, but this is the one that me, just means the most to me is black mothers, especially single black mothers, feeling as though they need to raise soldiers or they need to raise men who can who are built for tough. You know, that's such a uh, that's such a common theme among single black women and mm-hmm. even and even black women um 
who have you know men in their in their life because they might have completely overran that man. They might have ran him in the ground, into the ground where it's like, uh, you know, just do what your mom says, son. You know what I mean? Because they're so tired of arguing with this woman so much, and they have this idea that my son needs to be a soldier. My son needs to be this. My son needs to be somebody my father wasn't and that's where it's fucked up so it's a lot of compare and then before people come in and be like oh y'all shouldn't be talking about issues on uh from what a black woman should be go through again we'll have an episode or they'll have an episode we'll find somebody to speak on the subject not but for right now this is what me like myself we all went through niggas that won't tell you that they went through type shit and you this, know this is what your favorite rapper be rapping about but he just thinks that it's it makes him cool. It makes it's part of the black experience. If you didn't go through this, you're not black. No, exactly. No, everybody goes through it. It's a human thing, and that's what pisses me off a lot. When like they try to yes, like I'm not saying like we can't be strong or whatever. Yes, we've been through the hardest things, but it's just like like you said, you don't have to raise a soldier. You can raise an understanding human being. Yeah, you can raise an artisan. You can raise a skilled craftsman. You can raise a renaissance man. He does not need to be. A brute and someone who is so disconnected from his own emotions that he won't even really be able to effectively love the next woman. You know, you as a mother, you're really preparing your son to love the next woman. But and then also with brainwashing, it ain't just um black mothers who do this. Like my father, Loki, did it to me. Where it's like you'll try to raise false expectations because, like you said, of what because of what you couldn't accomplish or what your parents couldn't accomplish back then and you try to raise that false expectation on your children when say like oh I want my son like to play a fucking straight up be an NFL player fucking I want my son to be like you know straight up for me it was like my, I didn't want to go to the military yeah but yeah. it was my my dad fucking goal literally we had to talk at like when I was like 14 in high school or whatever she was just gonna go to the Marines like literally no consent or nothing and like, <laughs> literally he was just like you gonna go and I was just like no I'm not type shit and I kid you not me and my father lived in the same house and everything did not talk for like three years the only time we were talking is like if we needed to go do something but like as in like you know everyday conversation type shit living in the same house did not talk until like my senior year of high school when until, you finally caved and was like fine I'll go to Marines because I was just like I, you know, I wanted, I needed daddy's approval and all that shit, and which I really didn't. I mean, I'm not regretting it, but at the same time, it's just like the way it happened. You should have let me. I mean, and that's and, and people don't understand how traumatizing that really is, you know. And I was gonna get to the point of the dads, um, just wrapping up on the mom situation. You know, a lot of women they've gone through what they've gone through with their fathers, with past relationships. Shoot, sometimes even with the relationship that created this man, this little boy. And they use the little boy as a way to try to rinse themselves of that, you know, like they try to raise their man, their son to what they believe a man should be. But, you know, as fucked up as this may sound, as a woman, you don't know what a man should be. This is not a test for you. You know, you may have what you like about a man and you might have preference about a man, but you don't actually know the barometer amongst other men that we set to where we're like, okay, he's a man. You know what I'm saying? Or, okay, mm. he's a grown-ass man. You and know? being a gangster ain't no man, for real, for real. Not amongst other grown men. Not for real, for real, it doesn't. Like, if you can't raise someone who can't communicate with other people properly and doesn't have to handle everything with, like, you know, aggression. fighting. Yeah, aggression, a gun, you know, this, that, and third. And 
like the fact that he has to fight off survival like that doesn't make you a man like it's good to have i guess like the survival tactic i guess but other than that you don't need to that doesn't make somebody a man like and then going to the black male you know household you know because this can happen with single dads or even just dads that are with the mom or you know co-parenting whatever you know a lot of black men they we, we have this idea of what's a man's man you know even even a lot of black dads who used to kind of be in the streets and you know back in the 80s because everybody in the 80s was doing something illegal for the most part mm-hmm. um so you know they had this idea of what a man is i was lucky enough that i had a father who was more of a renaissance man so he didn't really have these strict barometers but i know he was held to strict barometers and i know of other black men that were held to strict barometers like you know um I had a friend of mine um, who was fresh off the boat Jamaican and his dad was pretty much like, you know, grades and stuff was important, but he was more, he would ridicule his son more because he really didn't understand the concept of being an electrician or being a plumber. He'd be like, he'd be like, boy, you know, uh, how do you think you're a man and you can't you know, replace a whole mm-hmm. generator box. You know, how you think you're a man? You can't install a toilet, and it's like, damn! Like my whole, my whole entity is based off of what I can accomplish, not who I am, not my morals, but based off whether or not can you change a tire, can you do an oil change, can you, you know what I'm saying? And fight. again, that doesn't make you mass. That doesn't make you a man. Like knowing how to do stuff doesn't make you. No. A certain, like, you know... It definitely has masculine energy to it doing these things, plumbing, electrician work, things of that nature, but however, that does not make you the, like, the definition of what, you know, men should even have of other men. So, uh, you know, that, that, and that whole whole dialogue, again, like I said, me and my father's dialogue has been a lot, like, was always way, way better. You know, my father was never, like, my father was more so of a I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what I think a man should be. I'm just gonna show you. And for a good amount of my childhood with my father, even though he was in jail, it was you know these are like he just exp- he, was, my, he yeah. just exposed me to different men yeah. and was like you know here's this guy you know this is here like let's for example because this wasn't the type of shit we was talking about but here's Mahatma Gandhi and this is the type of man he is and mm-hmm. here's Martin Luther King and he's the type of man he is and here's Malcolm X and. Here's the type of man he is. Here's your grandfather. That's the type. He just exposed me to just these different men and how they handled themselves and how they went about getting things done. And then from there, he allowed me to pick and choose. Well, you know, I want the, uh, I want the passive nature of a Mahatma Gandhi, and you know, I want uh, I want the uh, the the outspoken nature of Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? I could just take these attributes. From different powerful and strong men and I can build myself how I want it to be and that's pretty much what my father always told me like a man you you're, you're really defined by you doing what you said you was gonna do and that's really like that's the, that's the do. box that but the supposed to do is really it's a slippery slope it is. because that's when women specifically toxic girlfriends and toxic mothers start throwing different things onto what you're supposed to do well a man is supposed to drop everything he's doing and come Change my tire because uh, I'm flat on the side of oh the road. Oh yeah, no. See that type. I'm not. I'm talking about like, like morally, what's supposed to make you as a man. Like, you know, you're supposed to take care. Whether, like you say, your dad's in jail, but he was still spitting you gems. He was still yeah, raising yeah. you mentally. Like raising, a, like you know, 
a per like your son to be a decent human minded human being and can absorb different things, that's what you're supposed to do. Making sure that again, he was in jail, but he made sure you were straight though at the most of that news. Yeah, day. I mean again, like stuff like that. Like I might, not, I might not be able to give you my presence, but I, I I need to shape your mind and mold it so that you think And that's hard and openly, that's something a lot of people don't do. Way, not a certain way, because everybody wants to mold people's brains so that they think a certain way, one track minded. No, we just need you to think openly. We need you to have open mindedness because that's the only way that you'll receive everything that you're able to do. Because my dad always used to tell me, I can't tell you what to do because I don't know what you're able to do. You might show me that you're able to do something because I'm your dad and you're gonna go that extra mile to prove something to me, the Gohan v Goku uh, syndrome. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you might not really be able to do that. You might be forcing yourself and really pushing your body past your limits to do these things. And I don't want you to do that just because I'm your pop. So, you know, a good amount of this life, especially, like I said, learning from my dad being a man, he said, it's just about, if anything, and this is for all of you gender people and all of that stuff. Again, we're talking about, y'all are hearing the word man, but we're talking about being that masculine energy and embodying that masculine energy. It's really just your word. Facts. It's really just your word. It's really just your word. You know, with women, it's 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 about how you care and how you nurture and how you build. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I said this all the time, the feminine energy is like, is it's, it's careful, it's an incubator. It, it it notices things. Like yesterday, we're laying in the bed. My, my son's kind of crying and stuff, and I'm just like talking to him and rubbing him, and he kind of stops crying and then keeps crying, and I'm like, I really don't know what the fuck this nigga want. I smell his diaper. I'm like, I really don't know what this nigga want. And then my girl come in, and she like, Oh, he, he he shit himself, and I'm like, I'm I went, what are you smelling? And then she opened up his diaper. As soon as she opened his diaper, it really stunk, and I was like, damn, I didn't know that. My brain didn't even tell me that there was shit until I saw it. Facts. Whereas her brain told her, no, there's shit in this room, and it's in his and it's in his diaper. That's the difference between the feminine and the masculine energy. So as we close on the household structure structures, I would like to say that you know. Men, you know, with sons, women with sons, just know that whatever you raise, you're passing off to their partner. So if you raise a little shit, you're giving the next woman that deals with your child or man, depending on your child's preference, you're giving them a little shit. And they're going to want to either having to go to therapy for all of that or they're going to be in some toxic relationship or they're going to be with somebody who's just willing to deal with their crap. But I always say, when you're dealing with somebody who's willing to deal with your crap, you're also taking the chance that that person will find somebody who doesn't have all this crap and has twice as much as what you have to offer. And then you're going to be looking sad and lonely eating ice cream. I mean... When you could have just worked on your shit. Yeah, because they're not going to communicate or know the problem. They're going to be like, this is just how I am. You're going to accept me for who I am. <laughs> Fuck out my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> go see somebody. But, um, which slides into the black male and the abuse that can be kind of cultrified in uh, in relationships. I'm about to rip into you, bitches. Oh, but um, nah, Olay. No, nah, because it's just more like the false expectations and belittling, which is annoying as fuck. Cause like, and if it's only because we can't do something that you want, little as, but like the simple example of fucking. Oh, you asked me $40, $80 for your nails, but if I don't give it to you, because I have to pay a bill so I don't fuck up my credit score so we can keep this house that you fucking living in, that you barely paying shit, to be honest, mind you, 
and all of a sudden I'm a broke ass nigga. But you asking me for shit that you supposed to carry as an adult. I done paid for nails, I done bought outfits, I done bought shoes. I don't think I've ever had a girl pay for my haircut. Uh, I think I might have had one or two girls in my entire life buy me weed. And I might have had, and never has a girl bought me a video game. But then it's like, and if we don't include you in every single little thing, like that's why I don't like when people try to bring their significant other into their business. Right. Like actual business. But if you don't know what they, if you're not included in it, then out of nowhere, oh, well, this is stupid. Uh, why is they, why are are they even, here? Are y'all even making any money? What right. are y'all just in here playing? And then you try to substitute, well, you don't spend enough time with me. Well, yeah, because I'm trying to fucking make a business. And that's the part that kills me. You. And again, this is, the, this is the culture. This is why we're talking about this. We're not just talking about moments that are just, you know, happens chance. We're talking about the culture. This is the type of stuff that a lot of black women who date black men tweet this type of stuff and y'all laugh at each other that y'all do this and y'all be hi girl you're so funny that yeah get fucking on his, talking crazy get, shit ain't fucking cute get on his nerves to see how much he loves you it's All not right. that's not cute and the, 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 the <laughs> main reason that that's not cute is that a lot of y'all are dealing with men who don't have emotional intelligence so here you are literally poking a bear with a beehive and then everybody else is supposed to be upset with what happens on the later, the later part of that. And then if I watch the person worse. poke a bear with a beehive, I'm pulling my camera out, and whatever happens next is going on America's Funniest Videos. And then when, what's even worse is that like if we retaliate in any sort of way that's above a calm level voice, automatically you're an abuser, you're a manipulator, you're or, a piece of shit. Or, Niggas ain't shit. Or even worse, or even worse, this is my favorite one. You acting like a bitch right now. Well, how come? I, why can't I just have my moment? See, I'm sitting here, I'm I'm mad at you, and now you mad at me because I'm mad at you. You acting like a bitch right now. And I thought I was the girl in the relationship, and it's like, so, so I'm, all the belittling, and then the fact that we can't even defend ourselves. Even I'll even go even a little bit further, and somebody might get mad at me for this. But even though, <laughs> are you watching? I mean, it depends on who it is. But even to the point of the justice system in a way of... I'm not going to say it's for all, because I've seen where it works in the other favor of even, like, child custody and shit like that, to where a woman can suck... A woman can suck the man dry. When he is trying to do what he can, he could do more. I'll say that. He could do more. But he can't, like, you know, give you how much, like... Like, whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever amount, amount of you're money demanding. In, in child support that you're demanding or asking for, and then when he doesn't have it, not only is he going to be thrown into jail, but then he can't you see get, his kid. You get to run around on Facebook talking about how much he ain't shit, and he can't really say nothing because he's behind on child support. At the end of the day, that whole argument, even if he was like, "I do for my kids, and I pick them up, and I see them, and I take them places," well, nigga, you six behind, payments behind in child support, so all of that sounds like a lot. And that's just what the case becomes. When in all reality, I won't really speak on how close the situation is to me, but I knew of a woman who her and her husband or ex-husband are co-parenting. And he comes and picks up his kids for like three weeks and then she has the kids for three weeks. She was getting ready to not give him the kids for his three weeks because he was $40 short on his child support for that time period before he came to pick them up. He was $40 short, so she wasn't going to give him the kids at all. But during that three-week time that they're gone, she's usually working overtime because there just ain't shit else to do. So she's going to make all this extra money, all this extra bag, and she was going to throw it away because she didn't get $40 from him. 
And you cannot sit here and tell me that's not about control. That it's not about controlling the other person. You want to make it seem that it's a right and wrong and why is he short and these are his kids. But literally, he's going to come get them next week. And they're going to be with him for three weeks. Yes, you send them with the food stamps card, but they're with him. They're with him. So why are we having this back and forth battle? But again, that is the culture of the abuse that is allowed to black men. If we're going to get deeper with it too, shit like this all piles up and for real, for real, this is why the male suicide rate, uh, suicide rate is higher. Let's and that's, and that's why it. a lot of... and not even just, Because we can't fucking talk to nobody. People, we can't say nothing to nobody. So and people like to feel like there's no at, other way out of it. People like to look at just suicide. Y'all don't think of how rage, raging and running into your death is suicide. You don't think about how a nigga who's willing to get in a car with five other niggas and there's 150 bullets in this car and they willing to go shoot at a bunch of other niggas. Y'all don't think about how much that person is pretty much committing suicide. They might make it back from this. But the chances are very slim, and they don't care about that those those slim chances because why? They don't got shit else to live for. The baby mom get on their nerves. Their mom ain't never. Their mom used to tell them all the time they ain't shit, and they gonna be just like their dad. Their dad wasn't shit, and their dad pretty much was telling them like, yeah, if you don't be shit just like me, then you really just a punk ass square ass nigga. So now you have this this moment where it's like, okay, do I do something good with my life and have my whole entire culture call me a square? Or do I just follow behind everybody else's lead and do what everyone thinks that I should be doing and pretty much lose my entire... I, I don't even like saying people lose their mind. You lose your body. You lose control over your body by letting all of these people into your brain. It's like you can't even do what you want to do. If you want to chill at the crib, play the game, play 2K and shit today, can't do that because your mom was already telling you, you ain't peace shit for sitting in the house. Your homies are telling, calling you a square. Because you ain't want to slide on some ops or some shit like that. The bitches is already calling you a square because you at the crib playing 2K. You're not with them. You're not blowing money at the, the club. You're not doing all this other stuff. There's this culture of abuse that is tossed upon the black man. You know, and especially, again, the household structure and the relationships. And in our next topic, we'll be talking about, you know, the bros and the gang and things of that nature. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, it just all sums it up like that. To really bring it all home, the and this is... Okay, so how it how it happens in the home kind of breeds the child to be okay with this level of toxicity, and then what happens in certain relationships kind of promotes it onto the next generation. But the thing that kind of in the in the middle of all of that that really allows it to fester is the male to male relationships within the black community and and the culture of that. Because I know I have so many cousins that when we were all growing up. They wanted to do the baseball like me. They wanted to, you know, go to sports. They went. There's so many things that they wanted to do. But once my dad had went to jail, and that was their only uncle who was gonna pay for them to do things like that and take them to him, it was like, okay, I'm hanging out with these guys. These guys, they want to do crazy shit. And then before you know it, my cousins were a bunch of YGs and a gang in the Bronx. Like it literally took my my dad went to jail. Within two years, they were gang members. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So. I guess now. So basically, we're saying it's like an ex- external to affect the internal. Yeah, yeah. Because what winds up happening is, it's like you have all of these bad apples that have already kind of like fully been affected by what we talked about in that home structure situation. Like their home structure is so fucked up, they're already here, and they come out of the streets, they come out of their home, and they're just perpetuating that over and over and over and over and over again. That's like. You know, that's like the niggas that, uh, you know, that's like the, the, the dudes, the, you know, black guys that make fun of other black guys for 
watching anime or you know what I'm saying. Um, Fuck y'all niggas. <laughs> Fuck y'all niggas. You or, still don't see me. Or or, 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 for, or or for working at McDonald's or something like that. Something yeah. like real, like I said earlier. like they That they're not putting their fucking lives at risk just... Because you are like that's sad as fuck. That's a fucking sheep mentality. And it, and it's like it's like if you're not rapping, if you're not playing sports, and if you're not selling drugs, and you know participating in the street life, then there is nothing to be proud of what you're doing. Which is within the black male culture, we just started bigging up other black men who do things like real estate and lawyers and things of that nature. But a lot of y'all are kind of weird because y'all call him big bro and be like, yeah, he wants some real shit. But at the same time, y'all won't diversify your own life and fall in line with something of that nature. You know what I'm saying? You'll call a nigga big bro all day, but won't follow your big bro. Won't 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 peep the role model that he's being. You because just, he, y'all you just call him big bro, hoping that he, he he'll he give you a you. fucking handout. Yeah, yeah, just because I got it doesn't mean that every. Like, and it sucks, because especially here, like, that's why I think it's so hard for a lot of people to make it out of here, no matter what you're doing, type shit, and people want to bring your friends along and shit, but you can't do that type shit, like, people, because they expect, they'll leech on to that one person who has that potential, and that person will fucking, like, they'll fucking feed into it, sadly, I can't think of one that actually, no, there's a few who made it out and, like, did good for themselves, but... Like, they'll hold on to that because they'll start guilty pressuring them, saying, like, wow, so you Hollywood now, so you're not going to fuck with the gang now because you think you, make, you know, stupid yeah. shit like that. Or, so I'm like, but I'm trying to put you on game so you can get it yourself so you don't look like a leech-ass nigga. Or even, not even on some Hollywood, ooh, you made it out, you know, you in the NFL, you signed a deal with Atlantic. Let's just talk about something simple as you got booked and this is the last time for you. Like, you have... The, what has gone down, the way you got arrested, everything that led up to it, you like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm t- I'm going to apply. I'm applying for a job the day they let me out of this motherfucker because I'm tired of it. Now, when you get on that tight time, oh, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. What you think you better than us now because you got a job because you're not out here like you think you better than us? And it gives you that feeling like, damn, like, I just was doing something to better me. I didn't really say I was better than you. I just, you know, I'm not judging y'all. I used to be right there with y'all every day, banging the same blocks, hustling on the same blocks. But I got tired of it, and we wasn't getting nowhere to where I could see that this is a long-term investment. I literally just realized in my brain, from what we're doing, the same cycle was finna happen. Some of us are gonna jail, gonna go to jail. A couple of us are gonna go, gonna die. Some of some of us are gonna come back from jail. A lot of us don't. When they come back from jail, they might die, or they might kill somebody and go right back to jail. And it's just the same thing going over and over again. I could see if you know niggas was hustling, and in five years y'all was having a round table, and you like we done sold enough drugs for us to buy that block around the corner where all the boards is on the house. And when we do that, we're going to put a Chinese store in that motherfucker and we're going to make all this residual income. I can understand if there was a long-term plan as to why we're doing what we're doing. But niggas don't think that far ahead. No. You know, and it's just like, it's sad because it's just like, there's so much potential of what, and it's like, I'm not going to say it's easy to do, but it's like, the steps are laid out for you in certain ways. You can, you have a fucking supercomputer in the palm of your hand to figure out certain things. Like, it's not that fucking hard to, like, figure out, like, what to do. Like, even if you, say, like, start a small business, like you say, you want to get out the street, you're tired of working on 95 or whatever, but you want to get it on your own. It's not hard to figure out how to do that type of shit. Find something that works for you, that you're good at. You know, I had a boy, um, and he's having success with his career as a rapper. 
But, you know, me and him have always been at Ames because I always told him, I feel like you changed your music when you felt like people didn't want to hear what you was talking about. Don't get me wrong, there's no cap to his rap. He's always lived his lifestyle, but he at first was trying to be one of those people who didn't rap about that primarily, giving people a different look. Like, he's like, yeah, like, y'all might know that I'm doing all this stuff. Y'all might see me with some guns, drugs, whatever, whatever. But that's not the totality of who I am, and I'm bringing more of that to the mic. But after a while, not receiving success from that, he was like, all right, well, fuck it. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much just going to rap about what everybody else is rapping about. Mm. Just talk, tell my story. And, you know, so his it wasn't like his lyrics changed, but his sound changed. And how he, and how he looked at music changed. And me and him always went at it about that. And, mm. you know, I, he, at the end of the day, I can only respect where he, where he came from. He said, this is a business. And I'm taking the business aspect of it. And I'm running with it. Does he want to make art and stuff? Yeah, but us as black men and even the black culture won't really support a J. Cole ass nigga. For so long, J. Cole has been ridiculed within the black community to the point where y'all don't even put him in discussion with other rappers with money-wise. But y'all don't know how much bread this boy actually has. This man actually has. Exactly. A lot more than some of y'all favorite rappers. A lot more than niggas like Future. A lot more than niggas like Moneybag Yo. Y'all be surprised because he has assets. When he did five, when he did fifty shows in a row for a hundred k a piece, he came back and bought land. He came yep. back and bought a crib. He didn't. He didn't lease a, a a Rolls Royce. He didn't put a payment down on a fat ass chain. You know what I'm saying? He didn't go to a strip club and throw half of that shit because he can. But that's the those things that he didn't do is the reason why us as a culture. We don't really support him. And people will try to be like, well, oh, he's half black and half white. Listen, there's three half black and half white rappers in in the rap game. All three of them, for the most part, are making really, really ridiculously good money. Logic, J. Cole, Drake. But the black community, based on what these three guys are saying, receive these people totally different. Mm -hmm. Black people don't even talk about Logic. Niggas don't even talk about Logic. This nigga making all his money off of white boys who wear five panel hats and chucks. We got J. Cole who's pretty much, you know what I'm saying, your hipster Eric. The the same niggas who be hanging around the girls who listen to Erica Badu is the same niggas that be listening to J. Cole and shit. And that's where most of his money's coming from. Minus again white boys who like, yeah, I listen to real hip hop lyricism. And then you got Drake, who is pretty much accepted by everybody except for the real core fan bases of people who like Logic and J. Cole. But the thing about it is, all of them have black dads, white moms. All of them live hood adjacent. All of them. Drake didn't live in the hood. J. Cole didn't specifically live in the hood. Neither did Logic. They lived in those areas where it's like, all the action happens over here, but if you bust a right and go down the street, like a block and a half, that's what they whole different at. world. Whole different world. Whole Com- different whole world. Whole different world. And that's where they live. Where like coming home from school, they could have got shot at because they just was walking down the wrong street. But their actual street wasn't crazy. But we received these three black men differently, just based off what they're willing to talk about and how they're willing to present themselves. And that's the to- that's the the the. the that's the, the, the summary of this specific topic. Like, we as a culture, we receive black men differently based on what they're willing to talk about and how they're willing to present themselves. Let a nigga present himself like Logic or J. Cole, and he'll get shunned, and he'll be a square, and he'll be a lame, and he'll be all of these other things. And, you know, bitches might be like, that nigga look like he don't even bathe, you know, because he might not have a fresh shape up, and he might have some, you know, locks that ain't been done in a minute because he worked overnight. You know what I'm saying? Like, but... 
You know, you get a nigga like Drake who's like, oh, throw money at the strip club. I'm splashing out on bitches. Icy, 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 everything. And now, as the black culture accepts him, you know, he could he could do the same philip philanthropic type things as J. Cole. Drake can give a million dollars to a hood and J. Cole can give a million dollars to a hood. But niggas will talk all day about what Drake did. Mm-hmm. Because, again, he's willing to talk about... Like, how many strip club anthems does Drake have? Like, I feel like 60% of that nigga's catalog is strip club anthems. At this point. You know, so... Despite what... I don't know what this next album is going to be. What is it? Fucking Loverboy or whatever it's called? That's going to be strip club anthems. I promise you. Drake Think doesn't, so? Drake doesn't... Drake does not rap about love no more. He raps about the strip club. I want to see how... I, it's just going to be interesting because I'm just like... I don't Drake stopped rapping about love and take care. I feel like he... That's what... Yeah, that's, a, that's why I feel like I'm like, is he going to try to do another take care no. or... No, he's not... He's... he's I'm telling you, it's going to be more strip club anthems. But basically, it's just like... It's sad because it's just like... There's so much people can do together. I thought that thing turned back on. But, um... I thought... Yeah, I heard the switch. But, um... I don't know, it's it's weird because it's just like there's so much that like potentially I don't know, I'm trying not to say this where I'm getting in trouble because <laughs> it's just like people have to, especially black people still have the same potential mm-hmm. to do a lot of, like you said, the philanthropist type of things, but you just not look masculine enough but I'm just like, nigga, I make way more money you're doing, you know investing in actual things that can help my people you know, that can help you out. Yeah. You sitting there trying to busy defend a block that you don't even own. Yeah. Like, uh, one of my mentors Just said, saying. you know, we need we need a lot a, not a lot less new rappers and a lot more new real estate developers. A lot more new bankers, people who own the bank, hedge fund investors. Like, there's things within the black community that we really, really need. Way more than another rapper, especially if he's just gonna be another little Uzi, another little, another future, another little whatever. You but know? we also need that. But then we also need, you know, those who are in the street and like in that environment to start realizing that, you know, it's more than just rapping and you know being an athlete. Like you said, more than just those things to you know to be yeah. successful out here. Yeah. Like I feel like again because they were conditioned to be like you know this is my only way out type shit. Yeah. And you know those who have talent and they, you know that's fine. You know definitely keep that. I'm not gonna tell nobody to keep away from your talent. But there are other ways out here to uh, you know branch out and be successful. You know there's, at the end of the day you ra- I'd rather be successful than fucking famous. There's 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 a hundred thousand ways to skin a cat. Literally. Really. Literally. So, if you were to say, like, oh, this is my only way out, this is the only way that you're willing to take. take this is the want. only route that... Because it seems pros, appealing when it's really the not. The pros outweigh the cons for you, you know? Because if you really sat like, there's so many dudes in the hood who really don't have no felonies at all. Just be riding around with niggas who got felonies all day, which is going to get you one at some point, but don't have no felonies, could go to an apprenticeship program. There's a lot of guys that can go to these apprenticeship programs Learn a skill or a trade for three to four years, and and it, the crazy thing about it was within the first six months you'll be getting paid for even going to school because you'll be an apprentice, you'll Facts. be going to work. And then even after you do it for a while, then you can just start your own practice. You don't have to clock in nobody. Because people be like, oh, well, I, I got to pay rent. I got to do this. I got to. Let me ask you this: If you go to jail tomorrow for what you're trying to pay the rent with, who gonna pay it? See, that's just how I looked at it. Like no, everybody just... always makes it seem like the situation is so dire it needs to be handled right now. However, if something happens to you 
this is gonna someone's still gonna have to handle this problem exactly so i think you could take two to three years and 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 and, and live and, and and get yourself to a better situation you got shit else to do you know but it's black it's black history month and i i know we always like to talk about black excellence and i'm so totally okay with that but i want to hear so many like 20 years from now black history i want to talk about so much stuff that has happened in the year 2021 the year 2022 and things of that nature and i don't want to continue to be don't get me wrong the jokes are the jokes and they're funny but i don't want to continue there's to truth be, behind every joke so yeah. it's like dude can't act blind to you know the negative alternatives that's you know that impact people it's greater than what you think so you i want know. i want black sitcoms to be like white sitcoms you know what i'm saying like i ain't never seen no one get robbed on friends that's true. But for some reason, there's always a little black boy in the in, in the sitcom. And House of Pain was got robbed. You know, he was running around with the street. Like Will got shot and robbed. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I'm tired of that being the narrative for real, for real. And not even on just on screen, but like in real life. I'm sorry. Cause <laughs> but other, saying. as always, I appreciate y'all for sliding through. It's the villain. It's the demigod. And then again, remember, like, subscribe, all that good shit. It'll be in the description. I don't feel like telling it. But see ya.